This morning, I want to share a message entitled, The Father Factor, and I want to talk to you today about why men matter. Why men matter? Because we live in a crazy culture, right? Uh, some, some amazing things have happened in our nation, and, and something good that's happened over the last, I don't know, maybe 50 years, is that over the last 50 years, we have seen a uh, value added to women, right? Now we see that women are honored and valued and recognized in our culture, and how many you know that's a really good thing, amen? Uh, but at the same time that we were raising the value on women, we begin at the same time to devalue men. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in our American culture, if you watch television, I'm not a big TV watcher as far as sitcoms and, and all those types of shows, but if you look at the modern sitcoms that are out there, and you look at how they portray a family in America, one of the things you're going to consistently notice is that when they display dad in those sitcom shows, dad is dumb, dad is stupid, and dad is irrelevant. That is the picture of dad. That is the picture of a modern American father in the world that we live in today. But how many of you understand that's not God's plan? Amen? And how many of you know that that's really not the model God has? And one of the benefits of growing up in a small town like Arab, Alabama, is that I look across the room today, and this is our third service, and I have seen some amazing men in here today. I've seen some awesome dads. And I look across the room here this morning, I recognize there are some amazing men of God in here today who have broken that mentality of an American culture dad and are living up to what it really means to be a man of God in a world full of sin. And so I want to honor and applaud all you guys here today. And today we're going to talk really about why you matter. As a man, uh, why are you significant? Why are you important to what God is doing? Every Tuesday morning, uh, I lead a men's Bible study at our downtown campus at 6 a.m. And all of you guys, I want to give you a personal invitation to come out and join me every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. And we talk about leadership every Tuesday morning. We talk about what does it mean to be a biblical leader in our world. And we talk about many aspects of it. And it's really a great time. And almost at least once a month, if not more than that, one of the things I will say to those men in that room is I will encourage every man in that room. I'll say, guys, you know what? You were born to be a leader. You were born to be a leader. I mean, think about that because that is a biblically true statement. If you are a man, you were born to be a leader. You were born to be a leader of your family. You were born to be a leader of your community. You were born to be a leader in your church. Now, that doesn't mean that women aren't called to be leaders. They are without a shadow of a doubt. But every man in this room is called to a place of leadership and God I really believe wants to reiterate and reaffirm in our hearts this morning the value and the worth of what it means to be a man not to mention the the value of fatherhood but just the value of manhood in our world and in the world that we God has called us to live in so I want to give you let's look at our first statement together I want you just to see this this is really kind of the, the meat of what God really just kept burning in my heart as I was praying and asking God, Lord, what do you want to say to our dads? What do you want us to say this Sunday? And the Lord just gave me just this simple statement. He said, Keith, when men of God show up, it changes everything. When men of God show up, it changes everything. Because your presence as a man makes the difference. When men of God show up, now I'm going to use that phrase show up a lot this morning. Uh, and, and I want to just give you a definition. What do I mean by showing up? Because showing up is more than just walking in the room. Okay? 
So let me give you a definition. I don't know the real definition. I'm going to give you my definition. So we're going to preach this sermon. I'm going to tell you what I mean when I say show up. So this is what I mean. To show up as a man, I mean to engage in the hearts and lives of the people that you're called to. To show up in your family means that you engage in the hearts and lives of your children. To show up in your marriage means that you engage in the heart and the life of your wife. To show up in your community means that you engage in the hearts and the lives of the people that are around you. To show up in your church means that you engage in the hearts and the lives of the body of Christ. The people that you have been called to serve God with. When men of God show up, when men of God engage the hearts and lives of people, you know what happens? Everything changes. Everything changes changes and here's a great thought everything changes for good when men of God show up your presence as a man let me just say this your presence as a man really does make the difference now you might say Pastor Keith that sounds like a great sermon and a good idea and a good philosophy for life but I don't know that I really believe that's true well I'm going to show you today statistically how true that statement that I just shared with you is let's look on the screen together I want to give you some statistics now, these statistics were not made by churches or Christian organizations. These statistics were put out by government organizations. And this is what the government organizations found out when they began to research our culture and our world. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes. 63%. 90% of all homelessness and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists who, with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 75% of all youth in chemical abuse centers, that means youth with drug and alcohol problems, come from fatherless homes. The absent father has created an epidemic in our culture. But I, I want to flip this over for you for just a minute. I want to flip these statistics. So what happens when dad shows up, right? We just recognize this is what happens when dad doesn't show up. This is what happens when dad doesn't engage. This is what happens when dad is absent from the family, absent from the marriage, absent from the community, absent from the home. But what happens when dad shows up? Let's look at these statistics. I want to read them to you a little bit different. So when dad shows up, 63% of the kids that would have taken their own lives now live long, healthy lives. When dad shows up, 90% of all the kids that run away and live homeless lives grow up in a home where they are no longer homeless nor runaways. They now have a stable family environment where they can mature and be cursing God has called them to be. I mean, if you look at that one statistic, we could almost end the homeless problem among children if dad would just show up. 90%. Ninety percent of homeless runaway children come from fatherless homes. If dad just shows up in the home, you know what happens? Ninety percent of those kids stay home. Ten percent still run away. Ninety percent stay home. Look at that next statement. Eighty-five percent of children with disorders, with, with behavioral disorders. You talk about teachers and parents, teachers and principals uh, 
getting a great sigh of relief. What would happen if dads just showed up in their family? You know what would happen? 85% of the kids that are constantly getting in trouble at school, constantly being suspended, constantly being written up, constantly going to detention, those kids wouldn't exist. Because if dad would just show up in the home, you know what would happen? They would learn how to follow the rules. They would learn how to obey. They would learn how to function in society if dad just shows up. That's all he's got to do. He's just got to show up in the home. If dad just shows up in the home, 85% of the behavioral problems in our culture is wiped off the planet. That's powerful, guys. Powerful. And here's what I know about this. Here's what I know. This is awesome. When I, sometimes you hear stuff. You know, sometimes you say, oh, we're going to be men of God. And sometimes when I think about, oh, what does it mean to be a man of God? Sometimes that might create an overwhelming image in your mind. You know, like, oh, I can't. You know, that's Billy Graham. Who could ever be Billy Graham, you know? Here's what I know about these statistics and about this message today. Every one of us can do this. Every man in here can show up. You can show up in your family. You can show up in your family. You can show up in your marriage. You can show up on your job. You can show up at church. Every man in here has the power of presence. Now, what's interesting about these statistics, again, this is not Christian organizations. These these men, what they're literally saying is if the dad stays in the home, it doesn't matter if he's Christian or not. It doesn't matter if he's godly or not. If he just shows up in the home, these things are eradicated. Now, what would happen if the guy that shows up is actually a man of God? What would happen if the guy that shows up actually loves Jesus? What would happen if the guy that shows up actually has a heart for the things of God? It would would elevate the success rate of what God wants to do in our nation. Look at the rest of these statistics. 71, 80% of rapists. Think about that. Talk about starting to empty the prison prison cell. We We got overrun prisons today. Violent crime is increasing. Sexual crime is increasing. But you know what? You know the remedy? Here's the remedy. Dad, just show up. And all of a sudden, 80% of the people that are in jail for rape are now out on the street living healthy lives, marrying wives and raising children without abuse, without anger, and without all kind of crazy things happening in their life just because Dad showed up. That's all you got to do, Dad. Men, all we got to do is show up. We can do this, guys. We can show up. We can engage. We can get involved. We can, this is not beyond us. This is We are totally capable of doing this and changing. What changes when dad shows up? Everything. Look at the next statistic there. 71, I'll go back. 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. Let's talk about creating an educational, educational success. How many people we got out there that dropped out of high school can't get a good job? can't get anything making more than minimum wage, and they can't provide for their family. Right? There's no open doors for them because of a lack of education. We could remedy 71% of those problems. 71% of the kids that are dropping out of high school would actually graduate high school, have an opportunity to pursue college or a career that could actually provide for their family, and they could become healthy uh, participants in society if dad just shows up in the home. All we got to do is show up, guys. 75%, 75%, look at this. Pastor Rick was in the last service. I said, as much as I love Celebrate Recovery, I'd love to shut it down. Wouldn't it be great if we could end the drug addiction problem in our nation? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? 
If we could shut down the drug addiction problem, and when I talk to people that are in Celebrate Recovery, they're 20, they're 30, they're 40, they're 50, they're 60, they're 70 years old, and you know when they started doing drugs? When they were a teenager. Every one of them. Every one of them started when they were teenagers. Well, 75% of the kids that are addicted to drugs could not be addicted to drugs if dad had just show up. That's alarming, guys. Astounding. All we got to do, man, is show up. Well, Pastor Keith, you know, I'm divorced and I don't live with my kids and I don't do this and I don't do that. Guess what? I don't care what the, what the environment says. You still have an opportunity to show up. When it's your day to be there, show up. When it's your time to have them, show up. When it's your visitation, show up. Just show up, Dad. Just show up. Well, if I can't be there every day, it don't even matter. Yes, it does matter. It matters. Show up. Right? When men of God show up, everything changes. I'm going to give you this next statistic. This was put out by a Christian organization. And here's the statistic. If mom follows Jesus, mom gets saved, decides she's going to live for Jesus, there's a 17% chance that her family will follow her. If dad gets saved and decides to follow Jesus, there's a 93% chance that, her, that his family will follow him. 1793. 1793. Dad, don't you tell me it doesn't matter if you come to church. Don't you tell me it doesn't matter if you read your Bible. Don't you tell me it doesn't matter if you pray. Don't you tell me it doesn't matter if you follow Jesus. You have a 93% chance to influence your entire family by just falling in love with Jesus and showing up. That is awesome. All we got to do, guys, is show up. If we engage... If we show up in our family, we show up in our churches, we show up in our communities, and we engage the hearts and the lives of the people that we love, you know what will happen? All of a sudden, everything, 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 everything changes. Now, there are some, there are some crazy statistics. I looked at a lot of these statistics. There's not one statistic that says having a father in the home is bad. Not one. They even say this, if the father's an alcoholic and a drug addict, as long as he stays in the home, it's still beneficial for the family. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy. You know what, it may be crazy, but it's true. You know why it's true? Because there is power in your presence. There is an anointing and there is a blessing that is upon every man that when you show up, God does supernatural things through your presence. Just show up. Just show up. Not just walk in the room, but engage. When you engage their hearts and you engage their lives and you say, you know what, I'm not going to be an absentee father or an absentee husband. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to engage in what's going on in my world. Your presence releases an anointing that changes everything. Now, I want to give you three specific things today, three things that your presence does. Number one, your presence creates boldness. It creates boldness. You can write out beside boldness courage or confidence because when the man of God shows up, it raises the boldness, the confidence, and the courage level of everybody in the room. When the man of God shows up, you are the man of God, by the way, if you had not figured that out, guys, I'm talking to you. You are the man of God. And when you show up, 
it releases boldness and courage and confidence in everybody. I mean, how many, how many, how many sports movies have been made? about the kid that his dad didn't show up and his dad didn't show up and every time he went to play he looked in the stands and his dad was never there and finally if the movie's really good right if the movie's good he goes to play in the championship game and dad shows up and then what happens to that boy he becomes a crazy maniac right he scores more than he's ever scored he plays harder than he's ever played he accomplishes more than he's ever accomplished he does more in that one game than he did in every other game combined why because his dad showed up and all of a sudden his dad's presence in that stadium gave him a boldness it gave him a courage it gave him a confidence that says I can do this thing I'm gonna charge this mountain I'm gonna win this game I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to get to the other side because my dad is in my corner. And you know what? That is true, true, true. And we all know it. It's true, guys. All you got to do is show up. Now, let's look in 1 Samuel. I want you to see this. 1 Samuel 17. It's the story of David Goliath. We're going to kind of come into the end of the story. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. And David ran and stood over him. And he took hold of the Philistine's sword and he drew it from the sheath and he killed him. And he cut off his head with his sword, right? David knew how to get ahead. I had to try that one, Glenn. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Look at verse 52. Look at verse 52. And then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout for 40 days Goliath had taunted them for 40 days Goliath had mocked them for 40 days Goliath had ridiculed their God for 40 days and for 40 days the entire army of Israel you know what they did they whined they complained and they cowered back in fear for 40 days well what happened a man of God showed up. That's it. One thing happened. A man of God showed up. And when David showed up, and he was just a young man, when David showed up, it changed everything. Let me tell you what, guys. When you show up on the battlefield of your family, it changes everything. How many of you men know your wives are fighting some battles? Right? Your wives are fighting battles. They're fighting discouragement. They're fighting depression. Right? They're fighting insecurities. They're fighting fears. They're fighting. Your wives are in some, some of your wives are fighting physical problems with health. They're fighting. And you know what, guys? Let me, let me just give you a great word today. When you show up on the battlefield and you say, hey, baby, I just want you to know you're not fighting alone. You know what happens? She surges forward with a shout of victory that says I don't know how but I know we're going to win this battle and every woman in this room knows that when your husband joins the battle with you when you realize you're not fighting alone every woman in this room I mean there is a confidence there is a courage there is a boldness that rises up in you that you say I don't know how but I know we're going to win this fight because I'm not fighting alone dads hear me when your kids your kids are fighting some real battles they're fighting peer pressure they're fighting temptation they're fighting just to find their own identity we have never had a, a generation more confused about who they are than this generation they're fighting to find their own identity 
And when dad shows up on the battlefield and he says, let me tell you who you are. Let, let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you who God says you are. Let me tell you what I see in you. You know what happens? They begin to surge forward with confidence and a shout of victory starts rising up out of their heart. Why? Because they know they're not fighting alone. That's all it takes, guys. We just got to show up. And you talk about releasing something, releasing confidence, releasing courage, releasing boldness. When you show up, that happens supernaturally. Supernaturally, that happens. Stephen, I hope you're really early. I think you are, right? 12, 15, we get done? Yeah, you're really early. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you, want, you want to sit there and look pretty? <laughs> Go sit back down. Go sit back down. <laughs> We're going to show how to tell time next week. Jennifer, teach him how to tell time next week. <laughs> he was showing up. He sure was. He just showed up early. Thank you, Stephen. Let's look at our second point. That was worth the price of admission right there, Stephen. <laughs> second thing, let's look at this. Your presence, man, your presence releases a fresh perspective. Your presence releases a fresh perspective. I want you to look at me at the, with the scripture here. Second Kings, it's the story of Elisha. It says, when the servant of the man of God got up early, the next morning and when it went outside there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere oh sir he says what will we do the young man cried to Elisha don't be afraid Elisha told him for there are more on our side than there are on theirs and then Elisha prayed oh Lord open his eyes and let him see and the Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire so here's the story. Let's go back to that point. So, so when, when, you, when you show up, man, your presence brings a fresh perspective, right? Because this is what happens. Like the servant, many times our wives, they see things that overwhelm them. Sometimes they see all the bills, and they're like, how are we going to pay these? Sometimes they see the problems going on in the family, and how are we going to handle these? Sometimes they just look out at the world, and they just see all the chaos and all the confusion they're like how are we going to raise a family in this see the servant saw something that overwhelmed him and Elisha the man of God you know what the man of God did all the man of God did was brought a new perspective he said he said what you don't understand is there are more that are for us and there are against us and then he prayed and said God open his eyes and let him see See, this is what we have the opportunity to do, men. Every man in this room has the opportunity to do this. When your wife, when your children, when your family gets overwhelmed by what they see, how many of you ladies already know this? You ladies know this. Your husband sees things totally different than you do anyway, right? Sometimes it's frustrating. But sometimes it's empowering. Because sometimes all you see is the problem. And sometimes he sees the solution. Sometimes all you see is the enemy, and he sees your God. And men, all we have to do, all we have to do is show up. 
when they get overwhelmed by circumstances, when they get overwhelmed by life, when they get overwhelmed by what they see, all I can see is problems and bills and struggles and chaos. All we got to do, we got to show up, right? We got to engage their heart and their lives, and we got to begin to bring a new perspective. God is able. God is our provider, right? Sometimes we just need to remind them of what we've been through and say, you know what, everything we've went through, look where we are today. We're here today because of the faithfulness of God. We didn't get here by our own strength. We didn't get here because of our own wisdom. We didn't get here because of our own determination. We got here because of the faithfulness of God. And if the same God that got us here is going to get us there, we're going to look to the other side. See, man, when your children are surrounded, see, this is what I know about young people. When you're a young person, when you're a youth, all you can see is what is right around you, right? You just see the here and the now, right? Everybody else has got a new car, and I don't have a new car. Everybody else is wearing the new clothes, and I don't have the new clothes. Everybody else, right, is, is going on dates, and I'm not going on dates. Everybody else has got a boyfriend or girlfriend, and I don't have one. Everybody else has got the coolest phone, and I don't have the coolest phone. And all they can see is right here. But you know what, as a, as a dad, you know what you have? You have the power of perspective. And you can see beyond the here and now, and you can see tomorrow. You can see what lies ahead. And you know what I found out with Kelly? Is that when she gets overwhelmed by circumstances, I can just bring a new perspective. We can just reset our focus on God. Let's pray about that, baby. And it's amazing what let's pray about that does. All of a sudden, you pray about that thing, and it brings a whole new perspective. And you encourage them. And guys, you know what? Every man can do that. We can just show up and we can give a brand new perspective. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We can see the hope. We can see the angels of the Lord surrounding us. And we can say, hey, you know what? I know it looks bad, but there are more that are for us than there are that are against us. And God's going to make a way. Every man in this room can do that. Let me give you the third thing. Your presence brings comfort. Now, when you normally think of comfort, you definitely don't think of dad, right? Moms typically are comforters, right? Most dads kind of comfort like this, suck it up and get over it, right? Rub a little dirt on it, ain't that right, Glenn? Is that what you just said? Rub a little dirt on it. That's, that's what you do that, Stephen? That's the comfort most guys give, right? Right? Crying, why are you crying? Babies cry, stop crying. You know, we just do all kind of real comforting things. Make people feel good. You know, that's, that's typical for guys. But I'm, I'm going to share a secret with you today, guys. I'm, I'm going to share the one thing most guys are really good at is silence. Right? I mean, think about it, ladies. How many times have you been in the room and there's been chaos happening and you're trying to solve the world's problem and he's just sitting there doing nothing? Right? You're over there at the table with all the bills and he's, trying, he's sitting over there flipping TV. He ain't saying a word. And you're, you're like, how are we going to do this? Kids are killing each other, and you're trying to straighten them all out, and he's just sitting there doing nothing. Guys, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to show you how to use your silence for your good today. Okay? You can't always be silent, but I'm going to show you how your silence and your presence can bring great comfort. Look in the book of Job. Job chapter two. It says, "When the three friends of Job heard of the tragedy that he had suffered." They got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. And I'm going to skip all their names so I don't butcher them, okay? Look at verse 12. And when they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust in the air over their heads to show their grief. And then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights 
and no one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. Now, if you know the story of Job, after seven days, they opened their mouth and they screwed up. After seven days, they started talking and they invoked the judgment of God over their lives. But for seven days, they did what I call the ministry of presence. Job was overwhelmed with grief. Job was overwhelmed with sorrow. And you know what his, his three friends did? They just showed up. They just showed up. They didn't have an answer. They didn't have a solution. They didn't have a remedy. And when they started giving what they thought were answers and solutions, they got in trouble with God. They just showed up. And all the ladies will testify, right? Ladies, you'll testify to this. You don't want your husband to fix you. You just want your husband to love you. And you just want to know that you're not alone. Right? And man, let me just say this to you. When your wife is overwhelmed with grief and overwhelmed with sorrow and overwhelmed with tears, all you got to do is show up. Now, now let me, I'm a, you got to say a couple real quick words. And then you can be quiet. This is what you got to do. You got to engage your heart in your life, right? Showing up means engage. So this is what you do, man. You say, baby, I just want you to know I love you. You're not alone. And when you're ready to talk, I'll listen. And you just shut up. And when you do that, guys, listen to me. When you do that, the comfort of God begins to fill her heart. The comfort of God begins to fill her heart. And all of a sudden, supernaturally, God begins to minister his comfort to her. Same thing with our kids. They're crying. They're overwhelmed with grief. They're, I mean, they're struggling. They've, their heart's been broke. Whatever it is they're going through right now, baby, I just want you to know I'm here if you're ready to talk, I'll listen. But I'm here. If you don't tell them you're there, they'll see you in the room, but they won't know that you've engaged in their heart and their life. So you, you got to show up, engage, but then you get to be quiet. And I don't know about you guys, that's good news, right? Because here's the truth, right? Especially when it comes to sorrow and grief, most guys have no clue how to comfort people, right? And this is what we say. I just don't go around them because I don't know what to say. That's what guys do. Guys just don't go around people. When somebody's really hurting, really broken, really grieving, guys just put a distance up. And the reason we do that because we feel inadequate to meet those needs because we don't know what to say. Here's the good news. We don't have to say anything. We just have to show up. And if we'll show up, engage the heart, let them know I'm here, I'm willing to listen, and zip our lips, you know what will happen? God will minister to them. And here's the good news. You, at the end of the day, you'll be the hero because you showed up. Now, I want to give you one last point. Stephen, I'm good. Come on up, brother. Y'all give him one more round of applause. Huh? <laughs> Two minutes early. I, am, I forgot our clock's fast. So let me give you this. Last, the last thought is the first thought. Because I knew I was preaching to guys today, so we need a little help, right? So here it is, man. When men of God show up, when men of God show up, every, it changes everything. It changes everything. Your presence makes the difference. Your presence makes the difference. 
Now, I want to give you one closing scripture, and we're going to go into communion. So I'm going to ask our ushers to go ahead and come. John chapter 6, I want you to see this. Jesus said, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Now, men, I want you to listen to me. Because here's what I know as being a man. I cannot tell you how many times I have been confronted as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a leader with circumstances and situations and challenges that I did not know how to handle or that I did not feel qualified to handle. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I've never crossed this bridge before. I've never climbed this mountain before. I've never walked this valley before. God, I don't know what to do. Here's the good news today. Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Communion means a lot of things. It's a celebration of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we partake of communion, we remember what he has done and we look ahead to what he's going to do. But I want to just show you something else today. Communion is a reminder that his presence changes everything. His presence changes everything. And today as we partake of communion on Father's Day, this is an amazing reminder, men. His presence in you empowers you and enables you to have a presence in your family. See, because Jesus showed up, we can show up. Jesus showed up in our lives, we can show up in our families. See, He he meets the gap. He fills the gap between my ability and the need. There's a giant gap. Jesus fills that gap. His blood, His grace, His wisdom, His power, His mercy, His goodness, His whatever it is that I need, it fills the gap. He meets the need. And because He showed up in my life, I can show up in my family. Even when I feel inadequate, even when I feel unprepared, even when I feel like I'm way out of my league, I can show up because He showed up in my life. And He has promised to never leave me, never forsake me. He's promised to give us everything that we need. He is the wisdom of God and He is the power of God demonstrated in our life through the Holy Spirit. We have everything we need to do everything God has called us to do. We can show up because His presence gives us presence in our world. We don't have to be afraid. We can show up and our world can change. Because you as men really are that powerful. Your presence really does change everything. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you showed up on the cross 2,000 years ago, paid the price for our sins, rose again on the third day, ascended to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to fill us and empower us with brand new 
life. God, we thank you. You showed up. Lord, I thank you that your presence empowers us. That you fill in the gaps. You meet every area of need. And Lord, our inadequacies do not have to stop us. Because your grace is sufficient for every single need. So Lord, today as we partake of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus, we grab hold of your promise that whoever eats your flesh and drinks your blood abides in you and you abide in them. We are not alone. And your presence gives us presence so we can show up every day in our world. We love you, Father. Bless this communion table, the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus, sanctified and purified for our use today. And may you, by your Spirit, release boldness, perspective, and comfort in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.